1056, and it's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And once again, Jamie and Derek are on the road. So joining us is one of our favorite uh, friends of the podcast. Alternates. Yeah, alternates. <laughs> Marty from Social Club Misfits. Hey, man. Yo, what's that? <laughs> all right I, i'm still i'm still thinking about how i i, I ended the last episode saying martin that's not even my real marty i don't know why i even said that is martin not your real it, name it is my real name but i actually it, it's a whole thing i think cam just wants to move on it's no no fine. no no. i actually need to know this my real name is really like my, my house my name is lorenzo uh really because there's 14 mart yeah it's very sicilian italian name it's really lorenzo then I couldn't have been Martin because my dad and my grandfather. Then I had to go for Marty, and it's just been uh, hell for me ever since. So, are you like a junior or a third? Are you like I'm like a- the fifth man? Oh, I'm wow. like the fifth down. Was there even a name? For- and then my father-in-law. Guess what his name is? Martin. Just no, surrounded man. by Martins over here. Yeah. Jeez, a wheeze, man. That's crazy. What I do you? Know, so what, it's Lorenzo. Do you, do you have a son? I don't have a son that I know of. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll name him Martin. It's a good, good <laughs> Christian artist. Answer. I, I might have one in Thailand. I don't know. We'll what, see what happens. What, soon. Wouldn't you um, be? I mean, what if you just legally named him Marty and just just cut out the middleman? Cut could out. Could you the do Martin. that? Could you do why, that? Well, I think could you, you name your kid like a surname. Yeah, why not? I like I said, just cut Did out the middleman. Like when when a kid's yeah. like, hey, what what's your you know? Oh, your your kid's going to be born, and they're like, yeah, you know, his name's going to be. Uh, you know Jackson, but we're just gonna call him JJ. It's like one just named JJ. Like, well, what's what's just yeah, like JJ. I said? Let's just, let's just cut right to the chase here. You know? Yeah, I like that. Give him the nickname before anybody yeah, else does. Exactly. I think after Elon Musk named his kid whatever that name is, I think it's fair game to like name your kid whatever <laughs> well, they, you want them. He named his kid Pi, like three one three point well, one. They changed four, the name. Four, Did yeah, you see Grimes, this? Grimes. Grimes. No, yeah, question yeah, mark. Yeah, or something like that. But they right? pronounce his name now. They pronounce it Y. Yeah, Y. W-H-Y, but they pronounce it like the letter Y, but it's the question mark is the symbol. Y. <laughs> they really just want to mess up this kid's life from the beginning. You know, it's funny. It would be funny if they reverted to like an actual, like just a classic name. Like, yeah. Like John. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, John. is Jerry, you know, like some like Sylvester. What? Like, Frank. Yeah, we big fan of uh, Rocky's. Uh, yeah, well, we, uh, we have I would y, love it if they have... just, if they said Jerry. We have Y, we have, yeah. Like she, we have, you know, uh, uh, you know, so the, the, you know, three point one four five six 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 six, and this is Frank Musk. Hi, how do you do it? And it's just, <laughs> and it's just like there's just some guy with a mustache that looks like a guy named Frank. You know, just goes bowling, <laughs> and he's the other Musk child. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to one of my heroes of the faith. TD Jakes is coming up. Um, you don't want to miss that. At the end of the show, where we normally have a game, we have a little listener interactive segment. As you know, if you listened to the last episode, uh, two days ago was a big day in the relevant podcast world. It was Jesse's 40th birthday. So Huge. to celebrate, we have a, a segment that is focused on Jesse. You guys sent in 
questions for Jesse, and we are going to lob those to him. Uh, it's a Ask Jesse Anything segment at the end of the show. You do not want to miss that. Uh, but stay tuned. Up next, right now, it's Slices. to Harriet. The song is Because I Love You. That's well, it's BC I Love You. If you're typing it in, I'm just giving you a spelling so you type correctly. BC I Love You. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, I found this story uh, uh, pretty interesting. And I was I was traveling. I, as you guys know, I was at a hotel when we recorded last week. If My audio quality wasn't uh, great, but... Um, all the way back, I was in the airport and I saw two different people and they were reasonably young people. And you they only saw two people at the airport. That's crazy. Shocking. No, but I saw two different people that had uh, uh, flip phones that they were using, like old mm-hmm. Motorola flip phones. And I, I thought that was really interesting. And I thought it was kind of cool um, that, you know, it, it, because they, they didn't look like Luddites. You know what I mean? Like th- these people look like reasonably, you know, well put together people. And, uh, you know, I saw a study that said around the world, they're seeing a global increase in sales since 2022 in uh, old school, like Motorola flip phones. Um, They're actually expecting in North, especially a lot overseas, but they're expecting next year to have a 5% increase in sales in uh, Hmm. what they call light phones. In other words, a dumb phone, like a phone that just does old school text. You can play Snake and you can make calls. There's no, you know, internet connectivity. They're expecting a five percent increase in sales, and they found that the the big consumer market for these is is the young is younger consumers who are actually looking for ways uh, to be less connected. I think it's an an incredible trend. I am all about bringing back the old razor and not having to worry about checking your email and <clears throat> social media. You know, not having that in your back pocket. Now, look, I, I'm not, I think it'd be pretty difficult to hand in the iPhone, but I do think it's an interesting trend. Mm-hmm. I've seen it before. I've seen it in jail. And this is a random thing to say, but <laughs> I've seen, they have them in jail and they even go on like Instagram. They have those flip phones still go on Instagram and everything. Do they really? They uh, have every, yeah, yeah, they go on everything still. So in jail, they sneak them, they probably swallow them and then, you know, do they call it keistering, but um, they still have that. Yeah, they still have, well, I, Jason's making a tally to edit that part, but they still have those flip phones 
And they go on Instagram, Twitter, everything, fully functional. But it's like this like small pixelated screen. You can look it up right now. Yeah. Yeah, the quality on that image is not going to be good. (laughs) It's terrible. No, 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 it's not. It's like, yeah, it's, it's not good at all. So, Jesse, can I bring you into a conversation Emily and I had this morning? Please. About that exact story yes. that you read. You got I that from CNBC.com. I did. You saw did. that. You got it from CNBC.com. I did. So you you base that entirely on the headline. Because if you actually read it, the data is that 80%, I'm not even, I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to tell you based on memory. Okay. 80% of the global of the sales of these dumb phones are in Africa, the Middle East, yep. and, and, and like, you know, third world countries, 80%. <clears throat> and there is no data that says that there's an increase in the U.S. market and Gen Z. There is one quote in there from one guy after a leading question by the journalist. In the one quote, the guy says, well, in the next five years, maybe there might be a 5% increase in, in the U.S. market, Cameron, and listen, literally listen, said the word maybe. Listen, if I've learned anything about uh-huh. how to consume information mm-hmm. in the age you of the headline from uh-huh. this particularly baby boomers, is you find uh-huh. one real-world anecdote that uh-huh. uh, creates a bias in your mind. So anyway, Correct. I saw people at the airport using them. <laughs> I read a headline that confirmed my bias. Started there. Started there. Started there. It's, Went to it's the headline. just like... Start there. I, I'm not sure. I think I saw someone vote fraudulently and I'm just going to draw my own conclusions. <laughs> no, this is true. Like, hey, hey, I'm being for real. I almost sent that article to Emily this morning as like, hey, this is an awesome trend. Gen Z, mental health, dumb phones. Let's kick the tires on this. And when we looked at it, they built this entire article around this headline and this idea. But the wow. actual data is 80% of those dumb phones are built, are sold in, in poorer countries because they can't afford smartphones. And there is no data saying there's an increase in sales in first world countries. But there's a one quote from one person saying, maybe in the next five years, there might be a 5% increase of wow. sales. Once again, back checker. Um, <laughs> and that quote, but you know who said that quote? I just looked it up. You know who said that quote was Ben Shapiro. So it all comes back. So to this is good. This kind of goes in full circle. Is, yeah. Anyway. Listen, yeah. Listen, I don't full need a moment there. I don't need some fact checker telling me my truth. I saw what I saw. I saw what I saw, and I, I interpreted a headline. Literally. Which airport were you at, by the way, that you saw that? Dallas. He was, in, Dallas. He was, in, he was in Dallas. I was going to say he was in uh, the Middle East, and eighty uh, percent of the phones are sold. He was in. Guitar, yeah, and they had yeah. this, a lot of. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to burst your bubble, buddy. I didn't I mean to do no, that publicly, no, like but I'm just I said, like it doesn't. It doesn't matter because I know what I saw, and I know how I interpreted <laughs> the, the headline that I that I perused you moments there, before Cameron. we started recording. So you weren't there. Yeah, you weren't there. I shared That's it on true, Facebook sorry. to all my parents' friends. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right, Emily, what do you have? Okay. You know the movie uh, Superstar with Molly Shannon and Mary, like she plays a character, Mary Catherine Gallagher, who like when she gets stressed, she sticks her hands under her armpits and then sniffs them. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, She goes like this. Yeah, and And, like we all made fun of her because like what a weird quirky trait to stick your hands under your armpits and smell them. Turns out she might have been onto something. Um, A new study has found that smelling other people's stinky armpits could help reduce your social anxiety. 
Mm. No, is this an actual study or is this about the yes. other country? Okay. Now, did you actually checking. see someone at an airport? <laughs> I was in Dallas <laughs> airport recently. I was in Dallas. And I saw two people stick their hands under their armpits and smell it. Listen, I um, saw personally just... mules transporting boats and I read something, I think, that said something about fraud. So I'm just going to draw my own conclusions here and, and yeah. assume democracy is in danger. Yeah. Me with that's my terrible eyesight, I saw this. So that's how I know it's true. No, the, it's, no, no, it's no, a tell legit. Tell this, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a legit study, I promise. Um, from the Karolinska Institute in Sweden, um, they have been just uh, studying these chemo signals aka what we call body odor or bo um and just seeing how they kind of change our body's like response to emotions and how we can communicate with others and the study found that when if you like feel anxiety and then you're exposed to someone else's bo it will reduce your symptoms of social anxiety by nearly 40 percent so there's something i I, I believe that i believe can i tell you why i believe that it's because as soon as you smell that person you it doesn't matter who's around you, you're gonna tell them it, anxiety's off because you're like this guy smells like trash this guy you, this guy smells like trash. you start telling people and anxiety's off you start moving two drinks in you know now you're dancing you're, you're meeting people your flip phones with your partner like jesse said earlier and the you know it's a whole thing it takes anxiety off when you can make fun of someone also it just unfortunately it does so I, I, I this is something that she and i talked about i wanted to clarify it is somebody else's bo it is not your yeah. armpit no, sweat. no. Yeah. you is, smell that yeah. person you're like that guy right. smells like the inside of a prosthetic leg right you, you just want to tell somebody and then that convert guess what i just made a new friend now we right. have matching flip phones razors they're both but i purple. wonder they only come on color i wonder if it's this dynamic you know how when you have like a headache or 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 like, or, you know, they, if you stub your toe, all of a sudden you don't have a headache anymore because your pain is focused somewhere else mm. in your body. I'm wondering if you mm. have social anxiety and then you get some rank BO, somebody else's yeah. BO, all of a sudden your focus is on that nasty BO and that right. just diverts your attention. So it's uh, literally that's just a right? foul odor. Like it could just be rotten eggs. We could, uh, yeah. What do you They're know? They're doing just, a study on gas right now. They're doing a study on gas right now and yeah. stuff. And My dog just thing. pooped right there, and all of a sudden I don't have social anxiety anymore. You know? Yeah. Now I'm totally calm. I, mean, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, interesting. So stick your hands in other people's armpits if you're having social anxiety is yeah. what this study just, literally says is like, yeah. go smell nasty armpits from other people. All right. Very cool. Cool. All right, Marty, what do you got? Yeah, I have one. Uh, the weekend. It's officially, which I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to this theory. I, I don't because I do think it's Taylor Swift. But the weekend is the world's most popular artist. Um, this article, they're they're on uh, Guinness World Records because of streaming hundred passing a hundred million streaming. I dig that. I get that. I don't think he's the most popular artist in the world. I would probably say Taylor Swift. I'd probably say it's a Bad Bunny. But they're saying the weekend won the Guinness World Record of the most popular artist. Yeah, yeah, by the, by by quantifiable know. data by streams and stuff like yeah by streams. But here's the thing. I mean, like we're t- I, I, the weekend's incredible, no doubt. But come on now, like. If I tell my mom, you know, the weekend should be like this weekend, you know, like, but if I tell my mom, Taylor Swift, a mom who's 60, who's watching Pat Robinson currently 700 club (laughs) is on the TV. As I walk outside over here, she's going to be like, I love Taylor. I love Taylor Swift. Good. So I I do find, but I, I, the data says that he's the most streamable. And I, I think that in my personal opinion, it's the full power of an amazing label 
that is doing their job, pushing the music out. I get it. But is he the most popular? I would say we can ask four or five people who their favorite artists, who That's interesting. You know, they're Look, probably going to say. Listen, I don't, I don't trust facts and numbers. Yeah, I trust. And, if well, I listen, in Dallas, two people were listening to Taylor Swift in Dallas on their flip phones. I don't know. Yeah. Much I'm so, you say, yeah. so, so you tell me who's most popular in the world. You my tell Uber, me. My, listen, I, people like Taylor Swift that you would not normally like people like Taylor Swift, like my Uber driver the other day when I, I went, actually was in Dallas last weekend. And when I was in Dallas, my Uber driver, who was probably like a 34 year old black guy, he was super cool. He was listening to Taylor Swift. Good. Uh, haters gonna hate. Hey, we're listening to that. And he's like, dude, I just like her. He's great. Antiheroes telling me the whole thing. He's, I don't know. Oh, well. I get your point though because I as but a they Swifty, had to verify it. It's the Guinness no, World Records. They have no, no, no. verification. It's I not like they're that. just I guess. guessing. I think I, I, but I get why he thinks it would be someone like Taylor because I think there is a difference though between like having a very vocal fan base and being the most popular because like the thing with the weekend is like his music is like fun and cool, but it's also pretty chill. So like I can see his fans not being like die hard like again i say this as a swifty where we can be a bit much at times on the internet and like are just very vocal about our love and like defending her all this stuff the weekend doesn't really do much of that so like there's just not a lot of people that are vocal about it but like i see it in someone like i think uh the article mentioned a couple of different people kind of in like the top five or top ten something like that and mm. it mentioned ed sheeran I don't know anybody yes, who is like a person. vocal Ed Sheeran fan. And yet he is like one of the most popular artists in the world. And yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't get how someone like the weekend is the most popular, but I mean, I can name so many of his songs and like, I can recognize so many of them. So it's not, I don't know. It is I a think weird, it's funny. Like, bigger than I we're th- talking like bigger than Justin Bieber. Yeah, I'm saying like I, I think it's I, funny I that it. this is verified, quantified. Here's the thing about the double yeah, check, triple I, check, and you guys are like, the why I don't believe it. Yeah, here's why I don't believe it, or I can. This is my main reason. All right, All tell right. me, hit me. A lot of that is also based on, uh, like you, like listens on Spotify. So uh, when I when I see my Spotify data, I could pull it up right now. It will be like, all right, this is where your streams are coming from. Um, most artists on that level, their streams are coming from editorial playlists. He's on every playlist there is, right? He is. He's on that. So they also add that as a piece of it instead of it being like, hey, users, I've saved this. It's like, hey, he's also on every major playlist there is. If you go on Spotify, the top 10 that have a, a reach of over 3 billion, mm-hmm. you know, and then here's another thought, right? Justin Bieber also has more billion stream songs. Mm-hmm. So that's another piece that they're not factoring in. Also, I do believe that like this is one of those like um, articles that they make up to kind of give the weekend like a PR, like another talking point. But like Justin Bieber has like eight songs. There's another artist that no one probably knows here, Danny Ocean. He's a bit huge Latin artist. And that guy has like the most billion stream songs, but he's not even on the playlist right now. So a lot of times I, I do feel like, are we talking 
I, I don't know. I don't know. Real life, like Jesse would pull up, like going to the airport, seeing people live. It, it's a little bit different than like editorial programmed AI playlist. I don't know. That's just my life. I do think that that weekend's my favorite, one of my favorite artists. I've loved him since House of Balloons. I think he's great. But is he Beyonce? Like they mention her in Marvel, you know, like they mention her, like even uh, uh, Doctor Strange is a, is a Beyonce fan. Like that's, that's a type of like pop culture level. I never, the only time I see The weekend is when I see uh, Daniel uh, Craig from, uh, from 007, uh, when he, he opens up, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, The weekend. That's the only time I see him on the, the SNL clip. I don't know, Beyonce, yeah. I would say Beyonce, I would probably say Taylor Swift. Those like two would be very close, but you know, data, data shows me I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm okay with being wrong. Sometimes we're wrong. See, here we go. At the, at the beginning of Slices, Jesse based fact on seeing two people at an airport. At the end of Slices, yeah, we have facts right. that we're going to say aren't facts because we don't think that it, uh, that, that is true. You get the whole spectrum. You get yeah, the so everyone whole has spectrum. their own. I dig it. So everybody has their own thing. There you go. I like it. All right. That'll do it for Slices. Stay tuned. Up next. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. TD Jakes joins us. Listening to none other than Social Club Misfits featuring uh, Tori Deshawn. The song is Rendezvous. It's off their new project. Everybody loves a comeback story. You go get that right now. Support these men, one of our favorite hip hop groups. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly a podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is, I mean, a walking legend, a hero of the faith, a hero of mine personally, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Not only is he senior pastor of Potter's House in Dallas. He is one of the best preachers, Bible teachers, encouragers in the country. I mean, but beyond that, he is a leader, an entrepreneur. I mean, and frankly, a media mogul. (laughs) Uh, We sat down with him to talk about uh, some of his upcoming new projects, including a movie premiering this weekend, uh, an upcoming International Leaders Summit, a brand new book dropping next month, and it's got a lot coming out. It's great stuff. Here's our conversation with the living legend, Bishop T.D. Jakes. I think a really fun place to start would be you have a film premiering soon called Pride. Um, without spoiling too much, can, what can you tell us about the film and what it's about? Oh my gosh, first of all, it is the next deposit on the the Seven Deadly Sins anthology that we've been doing with Lifetime. Uh, This particular uh, contribution is on Pride. It is a cautionary tale 
that was inspired from a real life situation uh, that is very powerful. Our cast is unique. I mean, uh, Stephanie Mills has done a lot of Broadway, a lot of R&B singing, is in an acting role on, on a screen. And she does an amazing job of doing so. Uh, nephew Tommy, who I've always seen as a comedian or seen in the radio space, I did not know that he's a trained actor. And uh, he did an amazing job. And on down the line, the cast was just just utterly except, exceptional. Kia King, all the way down the line to uh, uh, Erica Campbell, they 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 just do a great job of uh, being realistic and and really challenging people to avoid prideful decisions that disrupt families and create dysfunctions. And sometimes we're not even conscious that we are being prideful. Right. Yeah. I think um, it's so interesting that this is Lifetime that is doing it because that's, you know, when I think of like Christian channels, it's not necessarily like the first one I think of. But like you said, I think this has created a lot of really interesting conversations. Um, I, I know you said, I think this is the fourth one that um, yes. is part of the Deadly Sins. So how have the other films like, you know, what are some of the conversations that have come out of those? Well, first of all, the other films did very well, or they wouldn't green like the film that we have now. <laughs> so, so, so we've got, you know, you're you're only as good as your last numbers. So our numbers have been exceptional. Uh, the conversations have been incredible. On my social media site, there are lots of people talking about. I can't wait to see it. I've been waiting on the next one. So we have a loyal, built-in audience uh, that is connected to us, as do the other celebrities that are uh, on in the film. And so to to coalesce all of those followers and point them toward it, as well as Lifetime's loyal base, well, we have uh, some crossover there. And and you mentioned earlier. Uh, faith-based films uh, being generally segregated, you wouldn't think of Lifetime. What I am really interested in doing is producing value-based content that goes mainstream. I don't want to preach to the choir. I, I don't want to be in a box. I don't want to be in a cage. Uh, I just wrote a book, Disruptive Thinking. I'm a disruptive thinker. And that part of that disruption brings alliances like Lifetime, uh, like Amazon. If you study our brand, we're connecting with Amazon. We're connecting with bank institutions. We're doing a lot of unique things. We're building real estate and doing development in uh, oppressed communities. Uh, because I, I don't want to be stereotypical and locked in a brand where the amens come easy. I want to be out there uh, affecting the culture, being the salt of the earth uh, as we were so supposed to be. I believe that when Jesus said go into all the world, he didn't mean go into all the church. He meant to go into all the world. And Lifetime has graciously provided us a platform. And by the way, not restricted us from being open when it comes to conversations about faith. And those conversations are held in the midst of conflict and family crisis, the, of which no one is exempt from having. So it's really real. It's really uh, gritty. And yet it's really uh, wholesome in terms of pointing us toward better decisions and making better choices where it matters the most. And that's with our own family.
I do want to go back to you had mentioned earlier that you have a book coming out called Disruptive Thinking. Um, and I know we have a few minutes, so I'd love to talk about that. Uh, where did the inspiration for this book come from? Introspection, uh, people telling me I was weird. <laughs> people telling me that I was weird and me connecting with other people who were weird and they called us weird because we did not stay within the lines. We don't color in the lines. We don't live inside the box. We, we, we are true to our core and our giftings and ourselves. And, uh, and I began to realize that the libraries are only filled with people who are disruptive thinkers. Nobody writes books about people who go along to get along. If you run with the herd, you will soon be unheard of. You have to be willing to take the darts and arrows that come from being out front. How to recognize disruptive thinkers in your children and not to uh, be so insistent that they meet certain criterias that we stunt their growth as leaders, as thinkers, as visionaries, as entrepreneurs are all disruptive thinkers. Uh, activists are disruptive thinkers. Some of our greatest presidents have been disruptive thinkers. Some of our greatest characters in the Bible, there was nobody any more disruptive than Jesus. I mean, Jesus was a extremely disruptive thinker. And so I mix both corporate knowledge, personal stories, and biblical stories in the book, Disruptive Thinking, to bring us to the expected, the, the unexpected, the permission, the license to not fit in, that it's okay, that, that you don't fit in, that your path is different, that your goals are different, and how to prepare your family and your world and how to present yourself in a world uh, uh, that with disruptive thoughts and ideologies. And then the other thing that I would like to say about it uh, is this is a disruptive time we're living in. All, if, if you watch any news channel, it's disruption all over the world. It's not just in America. We're, we're challenging the way we educate. We're disrupting the way we do business. We're disrupting the way we do uh, politics. We're disrupting the way we do film. We're living in an age that I think is going to go down in history as a disruptive age. And, and where that takes us depends on who leads the way. And so I wrote Disruptive Thinkers so that we would not apathetically sit back and be victims of disruption, but create the kinds of positive disruptive thinking that moves us forward, whether the steam engine from the stagecoach to uh, Ford creating the car to the Wright brothers creating the plane, everybody who ever did anything worth talking about to the creators of technology, they've all been disruptive. They've all been disruptive thinkers. And I think my book kind of gives you permission and gives you the pros and cons and the warnings of getting outside of the herd, of, of getting outside of the pack and being a disruptive thinker and not only a thinker, but a doer. There is something about the word disrupt that we always go with like a negative kind of connotation yeah. with it but like you're saying there are disrupting can actually be really positive um would you say that you've always been a disruptive thinker or is that something you've maybe grown into i, I think i always was but i didn't know what to call it 
and and I want to make a clear distinction between disruptive thinking and destructive thinking. You can disrupt without being destructive. If I'm going to remodel this room, I'm going to have to disrupt it to remodel it. You cannot construct until you're willing to disrupt your past in order to construct your future and and giving people permission because sometimes we get things all nice and neat and tidy but they're not the way we want them to be and we know that in order to change it we have to disrupt uh in order to construct but we don't have to disrupt in order to disrupt and i think understanding the delineation between destructive thinking and disruptive thinking is paramount to having constructive living I don't know when your story comes out, but if it comes out prior to uh, the first week of May, uh, I would like to invite all of your readers to stream our International Leadership Summit. It is very disruptive thinking. Uh, <laughs> it is valiant. We have both corporate leaders and faith leaders, as well as mental health leaders in the same space. We're going training for entrepreneurs and access to capital for businesses and startups and development. I think your readers in particular would find it very fascinating because you have a disproportionate amount of entrepreneurs and people who are forging their own path forward. Yeah, that sounds like something that I think they would absolutely love to just like sit and gain wisdom from. Um, can you remind me the dates of that again? I can't remember. Yes, it starts May the 3rd and it will go through May the 6th and they can log on to This Is ILS International Leadership Summit. This is ILS.org and they can get all the information and all the litany of speakers. It is the most diverse group of people we have ever brought together. The former uh, chief marketing officer for Netflix is going to be teaching uh, on the session there. Uh, we've got uh, the the daughter of the former president of Ghana is going to be sitting there with uh, Ron Kirk, who was ambassador, uh, appointed ambassador up under the Obama administration. We've got a very diverse group of people uh, Charlie Scharf, the CEO of Wells Fargo, in the same room, uh, and at the same time with E. Dewey Smith, who's a pastor, and, and uh, Tudor Bismarck, who's a pastor from Zimbabwe. We've got 42 different countries represented in a room of, of 11,000 people. Uh, and they can join us online and have a similar experience in their pajamas. So I want to invite them <laughs> <laughs> to come out and be a part of that and, and glean the information that may help them to be more successful as entrepreneurs, as believers, and even if they're working on a regular job. That was T.D. Jakes. I'd say, you know, normally this is where I go, like, check out their new project, check out their new whatever. Too much. <laughs> Too much. How about this? Follow follow Bishop on Instagram. It's a great follow. A lot of good clips. Encourage, it'll encourage your feed. It's a great way to uh, cleanse, cleanse the timeline. Follow Bishop on Instagram. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's Ask Jesse Anything.
All right, you're listening to Pearly Drops. The song is Feed the Fire. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st, and this season has everything. Clashing kingdoms, rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus's growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus's message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. Okay, it's time for In honor of our friend's 40th birthday, we wanted you, dear relevant listeners, to be able to ask him any unhinged question that came to your mind. He says whatever unhinged thought comes to his mind. So we figured this was a great opportunity for you to be able to do the same. So we hit you guys up uh, to ask Jesse anything, you know, just let's do a Jesse focused segment. You guys had a lot of burning questions for our favorite podcast cast member. Um, You hit us up on Twitter. Here's our favorite questions. I'll just lob them out to you. You guys can chime into if you'd like. Uh, Jesse, here we go. What's your go-to cereal flavor or brand? Oh, go-to cereal. Dude, here's the thing. I mix them all in a bowl. Whatever cereals are in the pantry, I mix them all up, put honey in there. (laughs) That's mind-blowing. That is the most chaotic breakfast I can imagine. Honey in there. Exactly. So you put like honey on Fruit Loops? Dude, and cornflakes and everything. It's in all in one big bowl. Wow. Pour milk on there. That's awesome. There's no, I, I, I have no biases as long as it's a mixed bag of cereal. It's, you should I'm maybe get like one or two mind. biases. It's going to blow people's mind. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite family trip you went on as a kid? I always pushed Gardens Williamsburg, man. It was like the old country. It was like Europe. They played fancy. That was the closest my family went to going to Europe. And we would go like once a summer. And it might as well have been Europe. I loved it. So Bush Gardens, hands down. Uh, what pushes your buttons? I think they're asking this because you seem to never get like f- flustered. Oh, and this is like well, 15 years of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know that anything... But I would say this technical issues uh, uh, with podcasting software will definitely, <laughs> and anyone who's done this for long enough, that will drive them slowly insane. That is true. That is true. Uh, which part of your life is the most mysterious? Um, well, um, you know, I, um, I had a business where I was stealing watches from uh, a middle school and uh, was reselling them on the black market. If and uh, so that, but I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that. It's part of my testimony. Don't shame me. <laughs> uh, d- does Jesse know the story of someone bringing a Ronald McDonald statue to the ORU Prayer Gardens? It's a hilarious rumor legend that I've heard, but I'm not sure if it's valid. Um. I uh, can confirm it's valid, and I do know uh, who and how and where Is the Ronald you? McDonald came from. Um, it was there at the front of the Walmart across the street from the ORU campus. There was a Ronald McDonald on a bench that you could take your picture with. Yep. In the prayer gardens at ORU, there was a picture of Jesus sitting next to two children. 
a I'm, picture. You mean a statue? A statue, a bronze statue. And uh, yeah. one day Ronald McDonald was sitting beside Jesus with his arm around him in the prayer gardens. <laughs> that is and uh, I will, I That's refuse. A perfect joke. Because I'm pretty sure it's grand larceny um, because of how expensive <laughs> that we found out that Ronald McDonald statue was. So that's all the details I'm willing to uh, tell. I don't know what the statue limitations on something like that is. <laughs> What's Gosh. your go-to slummit meal or restaurant? The food or restaurant, you know, it's going to be horrible, but at the same time, you just want to eat it just for the sake of eating. Wawa all the time, man. Well, that's, I have no shame in Wawa. I mean, Taco Bell, Subway, everything I eat is like that. They just describe my entire life. So. <laughs> That's what about actually how you, you pick remember, what you're going to eat. Do you remember uh, Taco Cantina in Tulsa? Taco where Cabana. They had like, Taco Cabana. Where they had, no, 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 no. The, the, what, what was the one where they literally store, they, they like would stir the, Casa the Bonita. vat Casa of- Casa Bonita. Casa Bonita. They would store, <laughs> they, they like, they would like- It's uh, very quick with that one. Stir the vat of beans with a boat oar. Remember how like- and they had like waterfalls and like cliff divers in the restaurant and they had like it, conveyor it, belts and with food you had it was yeah, all you yeah, can yeah. eat it plates just came out on a conveyor belt you didn't even order you just walked over the conveyor belt grab whatever you needed and if you needed a drink refill you raised a little pirate flag on the table <laughs> and the waitress told us great you could eat in a fake jail cell is that yeah. still around oh yeah oh Do yeah you know if, is still it? Kicking. oh man yeah that place was that was an experience yeah. The volume of food. Uh, literally, they were like, because you can't leave, leave like refried beans and black beans back there yeah. very long. You got to keep that thing I moving. So they would there. have boat oars back yeah, there. They would have boat, boat oars. They and, would, and a vat. Yeah. And that was how he, that was his whole job was stirring refried mm-hmm. beans at Casa Bonita. What a job. American <laughs> dream, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we need a funny story about one of your family members. Oh, Lord. Um <laughs> funny um but don't break the statute of limitations whatever yeah exactly um one time one of my cousins was uh uh have run through one of those patches in life where you know you let's just say this he didn't have access to a car and i don't think had the ability to drive one at the time and was (laughs) uh he was given a bike from wait is this because he was younger than 16 or something happened I think something happened. I can't remember the details. Uh, I just know he was... He was having a good time. That's I all just that remember matters. he was bike bound, if you know what I mean. And, <laughs> he, and another family member gifted him like a really nice bicycle, like a, like a name brand, like a Trek bike, so that he could get back and forth to like a job interview. And my cousin stopped at a thrift store to, to buy this. Again, he was at that stage in life, you know, and he wanted to buy like a, a sport coat or something, but he didn't have the money. So he went to the thrift store he walks in there. He's walking around. He's in there trying them on. A few minutes later, they hear over the intercom. We just want to thank the person that donated that brand new Trek bicycle. It has already sold. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you are in the store. And after that, he no longer had access to the bike either. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's he's he's, he's doing right, way better now. Last question. What is the Jesse Carey secret to happiness? Mm. Um, I would say um, don't take things too seriously. <laughs> if you, if that's, that's awesome. my one piece of advice is, is uh, lighten up a little about everything. I, I thought like it would it. be eat Taco yeah. Bell as often as you think of it. Yeah. And, and eat Taco <laughs> Bell. Oh man. Happy birthday. You mean a lot to us and we're celebrating with you on this milestone 
And uh, we're glad you're part of this show. And the last 15 years have been a blast. And I know you mean a lot to these listeners, our listeners. And I know they feel like they know you. I mean, you've left a lot of your life here on this podcast. And uh, yeah, happy birthday, man. Yeah, Happy thanks. 40 years. Yeah, thanks. Love you guys. Can't believe you're as old as you are. I know. All I the know. great Father years. time. Undefeated. You, <laughs> you don't look a day over 39. So. <laughs> Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Bishop T.D. Jakes for joining us. Uh, again, like I said earlier, there's so many things to plug. Uh, his movie this weekend, his book next month, his Leaders Summit coming up. Uh, but I mean, the best way to stay connected, follow follow Bishop on Instagram, on all the socials. Uh, it's a great way. Honestly, it is a great timeline cleanse. It is encouraging clips. I literally pause and watch them and it is great content. And uh if you haven't, if you haven't really like followed his ministry or his teachings, do yourself a favor. It's not only encouraging, it's not only sound bites, but there's substance there and really good teachings and it'll, it'll challenge your faith and encourage your faith. And I, I would suggest you do it. Get out. And if you haven't followed his ministry, get out of your comfort zone. Why not? Why not expand, you know, what voices you're listening to? Why not? Why not? What harm could come of it? Bishop uh, has a lot of great, great teachings. I would I'm a big fan, big fan. All right. Also, uh, make sure to check out the Spring Issue of Relevant. It's out now. We have amazing conversations with, oh, I don't know. Maybe you've heard of him. Michael B. Jordan is on the cover. Uh, he's He not only stars in, but directed the new Creed 3 and took it a very personal direction. Uh, we talked to him about that. We have great conversation with Beth Moore. Very vulnerable conversation. Uh, to fits in the tantrums. So many more. It is available for free. If you just click on the magazine, tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. If you want to see the beautifully designed enhanced edition, you can get that with your Relevant Plus membership. You not only get the digital magazine, but you get ad-free reading at relevantmagazine.com. You get this podcast ad-free. You get uh, an exclusive subscriber podcast and more. Plan started as low as $250 a month and you can find out all the info and sign up by clicking the Relevant Plus tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. Also, if you uh, like the show, rate it and review it wherever you listen. Uh, Helps the algorithm, helps people find it. And if you like the music that we play in the breaks, uh, you should check out our Spotify playlist. There's one called Heard on the Relevant Podcast. You can just search for that. And it's literally every song that we play every week. We update it after every show. Um, It's a good little follow if you like the music. If you don't like the music, keep it to yourself. Okay, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. Happy birthday, man. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty. Happy birthday. All right, Marty. Thanks for joining us, man. It was a blast as always. Thank you guys for having me. You guys are great. And again, everybody go check out their their album. Everybody loves a comeback story. It is great. Um, I, I've really loved all their albums, but like it's a really good one. So go check it out. You can hear it on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your music. It's, it's everywhere. Okay. Support. Support good music. Support good artists. And they are definitely one of them. listening to the relevant podcast check out our features interviews and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com and make sure to follow relevant on facebook twitter and instagram for the latest for more great podcasts browse the shows on the relevant podcast network which you can find at our site 
And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. need some fact checker telling me my truth. Relevant Podcast Network. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.